The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Good morning and assalamu alaikum. You are tuned into Inspire FM 105.1 FM. Welcome to Mother's Planet, a show where there is always something to talk about in a productive and beneficial way. I'm your host, Neelam, and joining me on the show today are my lovely guests, Farah and Yasmin. Assalamu alaikum, ladies. How are you? Uh, so, how are you doing, Neelam? Al- Alhamdulillah, I'm good, I'm good. So both guests are returning guests to, to my show, um, but if you haven't heard um, of the ladies, I shall get them to formally introduce themselves a bit later on in the show. But ladies, how's your week been? I'll start with uh, Yasmin, because uh, Farah's uh, just getting herself adjusted there. <laughs> <laughs> um, mashallah, my, my week's been good. Um, I'm still on maternity leave at the moment, yeah. so not much has happened my baby stood up independently for the first time this week without holding on it was a big it was a big moment um and and that's yeah that's the highlight that's so nice that's so nice um and so this is it now as soon as he starts walking uh, you're going to be just literally running around him now so it's hard enough when they're crawling because um my little one started about a month ago she started crawling and and now she's gaining speed and it's just almost sometimes it's quite funny because my kids have always wanted a cat they've always said mum we want a cat and she sort of goes in between our legs and looks up at her and if you could see the ball of hair that she has it's just and it's just <laughs> curly I don't know where the curls have come from so when she looks up we're like actually we've actually got the cat that we wanted so they're quite happy now that they've got a cat so they actually call her little cat so she's our little kitten and she does quite like being treated like a cat in a bizarre way as well so yeah it's quite funny but does she open drawers Neelam oh no she hasn't quite discovered that yet but she's been watching me in the kitchen and I I sort of open the drawer grab something out open the cupboard and she just sits there on her knees watching me and I'm thinking she's taking notes but thankfully Mm. my handles are quite high at the moment so for her Mm -hmm. crawling wise but I did see her trying to sort of tuck her hand under the cupboard and try and see (laughs) if she could flick it open that way and I was like these kids are just too advanced I don't know how and where they learn these things from but Mm -hmm. she's working out her own technique but the one I love the most is um, my oven. I have to make sure the glass is spotless now because she'll just come there and she'll look at herself. And every now and then I just see her planting a kiss on the glass because she's seen herself. So she, she's amazed with herself. So I think in a way she's just inspecting that mum has cleaned the glass on the oven door. And, and, you know, and that's another thing, Yasmin, have you found that you've had to like really disinfect the floors because they're crawling around now? I've got wood flooring everywhere downstairs upstairs is carpet so I don't mind her being on a on on all fours but downstairs I'm like oh I need to clean up more I need to pick everything up are, are you a bit like that so I um so I'm a doctor by trade so I don't believe oh. in disinfecting okay I believe in like boosting the immunity and having yeah. up more and all those things so no I, I don't disinfect anything oh, um good. yeah I also I didn't I didn't I sterilized for three months and then stopped sterilizing bottles and stuff yeah. so um I don't know. No, I do tidy up and I do make sure that like there's nothing like that's going to damage him on the floor. Yeah. But uh, I let him just crawl around and get on with it. He eats soil. He's eating stones. Oh, he, okay. He'll pick up crap. Like, he, that's, he's just that type of baby. And oh, I, okay. the thing is, I can't really stop him either. And even if I've hoovered, he'll still find a crumb. He'll still yeah, find something. he'll find something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so no, I don't. I don't disinfect anything. Oh, lovely. Actually, you know, you're, it's so good because it's the closest they're going to get to like in its natural nature form when they are in the home like that. I just feel a bit conscious because I just think, oh, my kids are in and out the garden, so they're bringing mucky feet in. And I think, or, you know, I did see and catch her trying to eat mud the other day. And I was like, oh, no, don't do that. And I'm so used to, like, sweeping up. I think this is a typical Pakistani thing to do. Like, when you sweep up, you just leave it in a corner and you think, I'll get to that at some point. And she, she got to it before I did. So it was all hanging out her mouth. 
for her though. She'll grow up with a great immune system, inshallah. Oh, inshallah, yes. I'm, 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 I'll bear that in mind now. Next time I see her eating crumbs and dust off the floor. Okay, listeners, uh, as usual, we are reaching out through the airwaves at Inspire FM 105.1 FM. Uh, you can connect through TuneIn via the Inspire FM webpage. Um, I also welcome listeners of Salam Radio, uh, where this show is now reaching out to listeners in Peterborough and surrounding areas. Uh, Farah, I didn't ask you um, how your week was. I just, I'm, Yasmin and I got talking about babies and we just totally ignored your presence. So apologies. What happens when there's two mothers in the room? <laughs> <laughs> how was your week? Alhamdulillah, my week's been good. I'm, uh, I'm not going into labs as often, which is is nice in a way because you 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 kind of save the commute into London and you can work yeah. from home, um, and especially when it comes to fasting and the sleep, the the yeah. lack of sleep, you 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 want to sort of be a bit more comfortable and alert from your laptop at home rather than going into the labs. Yes, <laughs> yes. Chemicals in the lab and everything. Yeah, I think it's the whole. You don't have to get up and get dressed. <laughs> well, I've got used yeah. to being in my pajamas, so you can. Well, you know, whether it's your pajamas or your casual wear, but you can just be in your casual wear, and you don't actually have to make an effort because you are just at home. So, um, yeah. I think we've all got used to that. And um, as lockdown slowly eases off, I think everyone's going to find that there's going to be. What well, I'm finding, there's things that. Oh, actually, I thought I could get into that, but I can't get into that. So yeah, that's another <laughs> another thing we're hoping, Ramadan will bless us all with uh so yes Ramadan Mubarak to both of you I hope the month's going to be a productive one for you both inshallah and I pray that Ramadan um is going well for all the listeners and you've uh, embraced it and detoxing your souls and minds um alhamdulillah we've actually reached the midway mark of the month now so um I'm sure everyone has actually formed a routine now of uh, getting up for suhoor and doing their iftar and what they're eating and how much they're eating as well. Um, in today's show, my guest and I will be uh, discussing uh, gratification. Um, this is something we all think we are doing, but um, I'm not sure we are properly doing it in our daily lives or we are actually making the most of uh, this. Uh, so Farah and Yasmin, um, before I get you to go into the discussion of the show, can I just get you both to introduce yourself uh, to the listeners, please? So I'm, I'm Farah. Um, I, uh, in my general world of work, I work in the laboratory in cardiovascular genetic research. Um, and then outside of that, I work with Yasmin as co-founder of Seeking Sukun, which is a local mental health organization whose purpose is to serve the um, it's to serve everyone first and foremost, but to tailor it specifically to the South Asian Muslim community to serve the needs of their mental health uh, well-being and also physical and spiritual well-being as well. Wow. Okay. Okay. Thank you. And Yasmin. Um, so my name is Yasmin. Uh, as I've already mentioned, I'm a doctor. I'm a geriatrician mm. by specialty, which is care of the elderly. Um, so again, maternity leave at the moment, as I just mentioned, my baby's 10 and a half months old. And me and Farah, like Farah mentioned, we work together in, on an organisation called Seeking to Corn, which it gets, gets quite busy and takes up a lot of the time. So motherhood and the charity work is, is my life at the moment. Mm, wow, lovely. And Seeking to Corn, um, briefly, just to say, um, you said it's um, open to everyone, but mainly the uh, South Asian community. This is both men and women? At the moment, we are um, focusing on women because we have understood that men require a completely different approach when trying to get uh, trying to help them and reach out to them. In life, general men just a, a totally different species altogether. <laughs> they they need their own things. All yes, yes. <laughs> so yeah, but we have um, actually had. Um, some well uh, a boy uh, who has reached out to us we don't turn people away okay. um so we do our best so yeah yes okay alhamdulillah that's very good to hear now um ladies uh, do you have any uh, goals for ramadan 
Um, Yasmin, you know, um, I know last year you were um, in the same position as myself. We were both expecting babies. So Ramadan was very different. I, I chose to make my Ramadan the purpose of serving others. So I was getting up at um, uh, Suhoor times and just making sure the food was out because my older two uh, children were fasting. And so I wanted to make sure they were eating well through that time. Um, so, you know, that was my goal then. So my goals are going to totally change this year. Um, do you have any different goals for this year? Um, so this year, the focus is um, like Farah and I do do a, an Islamic course, and one of one of the things that we're doing is is forty hadith on the virtues of Quran. Okay, okay. So um, one of one of the hadith that's that stuck out with me is is the one where they say that if you recite and practice whatever you read in the Quran, then your parents will wear a crown of light on the day of judgment. So um, that hadith again really stuck with me, and and the the crux of it was not just about reading the Quran, but uh, letting letting the words of the Quran really impact your life and the way you live. Yeah. So my aim for Ramadan this year is is Quran recitation in English, mm-hmm. but to not just read it for the sake to get through the volume of the whole of the Quran, but to try and really internalize what the Quran is saying yeah. and let that impact my way of living. Uh, more so than than like I said, just just a recitation. So that's my aim for Ramadan this year. Mashallah, and that's lovely. Um, and you know what a beautiful way to do that because, you know, uh, the Quran was revealed in uh, uh, Ramadan. It was it was uh, given to us in this month as well. So to really understand it and go in and delve into it in that way is uh, is beautiful. How about yourself, Farah? Have you got any um, goals for yourselves? Self. Um, definitely. I think it's great to have goals set in Ramadan I think so many we feel like I feel anyway that I make more change in Ramadan than any other month in the year alhamdulillah it's just yeah. there's something about it like you can feel you can achieve more um so one of them is to perfect my salah make sure that I know their meaning of every single thing that mm-hmm. I'm saying to make sure that I really have that uh focus mm-hmm. uh, and another is um I think last year, because it was the first lockdown of Ramadan, all these mashallah Islamic communities came out and did every sort of course online, every sort of Islamic class on Zoom or whatever. And it was overload for me. And I was trying to do as many as I could. And I realized that just wasn't working. So this time, just to take maybe one or two uh, and just to really, like Yasmin was saying, implement it Mm. as well. Let it affect small, small changes in my life, inshallah. Absolutely, absolutely, because that, that's the things that's going to have the impact, and and I think it makes it more memorable as well when you do small changes and and you actually have an impact with it. You're going, you're more likely to be able to remember, recall, and actually share that knowledge with someone, saying that actually, you know, doing it this way or doing it that way, I found this was so. Um, that's really good. So, looking at seeking sukun, um, uh, obviously you've had to change the way you run things lots, and I'm sure in terms of mental well-being, um, there was an influx of people that contacted you and uh, were looking of ways to try and uh, find sukun. Um, so, I mean, how uh, will your workshops and things that you are running? You know, as part of seeking sukun, is are you going to change things during Ramadan, or um, are you going to hold off from things, or is it just going to carry on as as you are? So we recognise that um, people really try and switch off and detach a little bit in Ramadan and try and focus on themselves and their family and the people around them. So we still have our services running uh, as as usual with our phone line, our helpline and our email and our social media. In terms of things like coffee mornings or events, we'll probably tone, uh, we've toned them down a little bit for Ramadan. Um, but yeah, we're still there and available to reach out to yeah and 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 this is all virtual so you're doing it all online at the moment there isn't any um sites that you are using no well before no not yet we have Luton Central Mosque as a meeting place when the in-person events do continue inshallah Mm, okay okay Uh, so going back to like fasting um just looking at uh, when you are fasting do, do you guys find that there's um anything that you find challenging in the month of Ramadan when you are fasting or just you know any challenges that you face and if so how do you overcome them uh Yasmin if you can go back to when you were fasting or you know just generally any challenges that come your way 
Um, my, my biggest struggle in Ramadan, to be honest, is the tiredness. So it's it's obviously when you're waking up, you're not just waking up for fajr, you're waking up to um, eat and things yeah. as well. And also, like I'm, I've not been married long, so it's I've only been married a couple of years. So it, it'll, this will be my second Ramadan with my husband. Mm. So I'm not. I used to live alone. So mm-hmm. that's that's easy. You wake up, you have a snack, you go back to bed. But now you have to even serving someone and making sure that they've got the food that they need and the nutrition that they need. Yeah. It's not just me anymore. That's it's a big responsibility. But yeah. um, I always find the lack of water makes me quite sleepy. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, as a, as a doctor in in the hospital, you can't be sleepy on the job. You, like yeah. that's where mistakes happen. So um, that's that's my biggest challenge, I think. Um, and I think I overcome that by you. You have to take lots of little breaks. Yeah to try and get a nap in if you can. I can't really nap at work, but even if I take 10 minutes of quiet time to myself, yeah, um, that helps. And also stretching, mm. uh, like a, just a few yoga poses yeah. just gets the blood going and gets circulation going and gives me a bit more energy to get through the day. Yeah, absolutely. That's very good advice there as well. And how about yourself, Farah? Um, I would say it's very easy to get caught up, especially in the evening. Um, for example, with iftar prep, we don't we're not, myself and my family we're not extravagant in this, that sense of hamza that we make a hundred dishes for iftar but we do try to make a, just sit down and make a dua yeah um just before iftar and really just reflect on the day it's difficult though because at that time you are exhausted mm-hmm. um and hungry uh, but actually, in fact, that's probably the best time to be making dua to Allah because you are in that state of need more than anything. So, yeah, just trying to uh, go back a little bit and reflect as much as possible if, yeah. if I can. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think um, I was talking to a friend of mine and, and, and when I see Ramadan, when I used to fast back in the days as a, as a teenager and a young adult, I just saw 30 days as fasting and that was it. It was my 30 days of fasting. But as I got older and then seeing actually the 30 days were split into blocks of 10. So you've got mercy, forgiveness and um, uh, saviour of uh, the hereafter, uh, uh, life after. Um it made me see Ramadan in a totally different light. I just thought, wow, that's amazing because it gave me a, a purpose for each of the blocks of tens. I thought, right, okay, in the first 10 is mercy. So it's literally me adjusting to fasting, to not being able to sleep. Last year we were quite lucky because there was no school and nothing was open so they you know not being able to sleep didn't really come into the equation because we could sleep during the day we could catch up or get up later or you know we the sleep was not there um and there wasn't anything that I was doing that was overexerting me so that I didn't I you know no one was finding the fast hard we were blessed with really warm weather so we were just sitting in the shade most of the time and it was quite hard not to go out and enjoy the nice weather but this year everything sort of coming back to normal the kids are gonna and it's it's Ramadan has come at such a time that the kids were back at school so they're back at school they're in school getting them up going to school and you know making uh, you have to actually get up and do something you've got a purpose to your day so it's a bit more challenging in that respect as well so it's just trying as uh, Yasmin said trying to find that time to take the time out and just make sure that you are having a power nap as I like to put it Um, and I think Yasmin and I are probably quite used to power naps with babies because we try and fit in as many as possible so yeah I think it is just trying to let your body rest and and one of my top um, advices actually with regards to dehydration and feeling thirsty I often used to make the uh, mistake at at Suhoor time to just drink at least a litre of water in that half an hour slot that I had and it was madness because I never went back to sleep because I was just continuously emptying my bladder and you know I'd literally by the time the day had started I was just I had no water so I I started um I brought coconut water so it's like 100% coconut water and you get small little cartons and I I literally because it's quite um buttery in a weird way as well um so you can only drink a small amount so I'd literally split the carton I'd have half at suhoor and half at iftar and alhamdulillah that's really worked and you know I've stuck to that and um that keeps me going and if you think about how coconut works for in in the whole countries 
um, coconut water is actually what they use as a form of hydration. So um, it is something that I do recommend. So, yep, ladies, uh, invest in some coconut water and, and go with that. Janine, <laughs> can I ask you a quick question? Hmm. Uh, one of the other things in Ramadan is when you're on your menstrual, uh, when you're on your time of month, yeah. um, I just don't feel... I make the most of it spiritually because I always feel a bit more disconnected. Have you got any tips to make the most of it? And I always just pray that I won't fall on the 27th night. Oh, yeah. Well, I, it's, it's a difficult one, but um, a friend of mine actually recommended something and she says she does this throughout the year, that whenever it's her time of the month, because you remember, and I think a lot of women are really hard on themselves when it comes to uh, the time of the month. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with this break and it truly is a break because you are not you are not um doing your uh salahs um and you are not doing any of that so you know it's um it's it's a time where you can actually take some time out um and uh go easy on yourselves and you know use that time to actually recharge yourselves um, so, yeah, I think the thing that she said that she she did is she continued to do like the speed zikr and things like that. So when it came to the Salah time, she was still doing some form of ibadah. So she was still doing one act of worship that you can do just to keep into some form of routine and make the most of it as well. And remember, you know, serving others in Ramadan. Is, is so much reward in that in itself. So just serving others and, you know, being being um, serving to them. Now, um, I wanted to go into uh, the topic of gratification. Um, uh, what does gratification um, mean to you? Um, so gra gratification is, is a very interesting topic and it's very relevant, especially during the month of Ramadan and the way our Dean works, because we're, we're taught about this concept of gratification from, from the beginning of, of this. Everything is reward in the afterlife. Everything is, is reward that comes later. So, um, I mean, gratification by definition is a human emotion of a sense of, I don't know, thankfulness, well-being, a sense, some, some sort of positive uh, emotion that you feel when you've achieved something. So be it like it tastes good, be it like it makes you feel good. It's the dopamine release in the brain that gives you that sense of gratification. Mm. Um, and like I said, the reason it's so interesting is because there's lots of studies, Nina, I don't know if you've read much of the psychology of gratification um, and the Freudian studies and all sorts and things. Like if I talk about the marshmallow experiment, have you, have you heard of that? I've heard of that, yeah. And, and, and when I was doing the questions around this topic, that was something that I did um, come across actually. So it sounds like um, a, a common practice. I, I didn't really go into it, I've heard of it. So yep, yeah, I'm sure the listeners, as well as fasting, uh, I'm trying to avoid thinking about marshmallows. <laughs> but yeah. It, so it again fits in with fasting. So children are given the option of having one marshmallow immediately or two marshmallows later. Mm. And uh, they've, they've linked it somehow. I don't know how they, they managed to work out these variables, but the, the children now were able to wait and have two marshmallows later. So this is called delayed gratification. Um, they do better later in life because life is all about delayed gratification. Mm -hmm. It's all about the delayed reward. And again, our Dean is so pivotal to this because even fasting, which they say is the best way to develop self-control is forcing yourself to have delayed gratification, forcing mm -hmm. yourself to wait to not satisfy yourself when you're hungry immediately, wait till the evening. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it, it trains us, it trains us that every good deed that you do, don't expect the gratification to come immediately, it will come in the afterlife. And it just teaches you patience and self-control. And mm. they've linked it on so many occasions to people doing better in life because they have that patience. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's quite an interesting topic. I mean, there's so much to it. I mean, when you hear the word gratification, you just think, oh, it's being grateful and that's it. You just put an end to it. But there's just, it's such an in-depth concept and there's so much more to it. So uh, Farah, how, what does gratification mean to you? So to me, um, when I hear that word, I just think of, you know, the sense of satisfaction or, or good sort of feeling that you get in response to something right um but again what Yasmin was saying I think 
it, there's quite a contrast between what we see in current society um, compared to what our dean, what our religion teaches us in that sense, because in this day and age, um, I guess the opposite of delayed gratification is impulse or instant gratification. Yeah. And in this day and age, we, I guess this highly consumerist, um sort of society where we live in an age where we can get everything at the touch of a fingertip yeah. every sort of craving every sort of um you know need or want you can have like mm. you know going on amazon you don't even need to fill out your card details anymore you can just click the buy it now yeah. um, <laughs> button and get something immediately every sort of everything is catering to our enoughs and our needs and our wants um and yeah, it, I feel like it's completely gone on its head. Um, it's, it's funny because we always think we're moving forward in society and we, we become arrogant as, a, as, a, as humans in the sense that we're thinking we're moving forward when in fact, in a sense, it's kind of moving backwards when we look at how we're becoming more bestial in our nature and our everyday. Yep, yep, absolutely. So um, believe it or not, listeners, we are actually heading towards a short break now. We've just come to the first half of the show. Um, yeah, so uh, we are talking about uh, gratification and I am joined by Farah and Yasmin today. Uh, stay tuned for more tips and suggestions around this topic. But for now, take a break and rejoin us, inshallah, after the break where we will continue uh, with this. So if you are making any notes, uh, take a break, put your pen down and uh, pick up your pen and everything after the break inshallah where we will continue with this and um go into a bit more about what delayed gratification is uh, and so assalamualaikum assalamualaikum this is atif nawaz listen to inspire fm shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on apple podcasts or spotify Good morning, Assalamualaikum, and welcome back to Mother's Planet. I'm your host, Neelam, and joining me on the show uh, today are my guests, Farah and Yasmin. Assalamualaikum, ladies. Uh, so in the show so far, um, uh, we have all been discussing uh, gratification. So as well as talking about our Ramadan journeys and things that we have planned for Ramadan and how Ramadan is going for us, we wanted to incorporate gratification. Now, gratification to some people just means just being grateful. But actually, as Yasmin and uh, Farah have rightly pointed out, there are actually uh, two main types, I believe, of gratification, where you have the instant gratification and you have uh, the delayed gratification. So, I mean, um, uh, Yasmin, what does instant gratification mean? You know, what are examples of instant gratification? So instant gratification, again, gratification, as mentioned earlier, by definition, is actually an emotion that you feel, a sense of well-being, satisfaction and response to something. Mm. Um, so the instant gratification is when you feel that, when you get the reward for whatever task you've done immediately and you feel that sense of, again, well-being or satisfaction immediately. Mm. For example, you, you taste something that tastes nice. Mm. You put a sweet in your mouth, you get instant gratification because you get a nice feeling because it tastes nice. That's something that's something instant, uh, mm. you can say. Mm. Or again, as a child, they do something like something positive and you use you, you praise them immediately. Yeah. They'll have a feeling of gratification immediately as they're being praised. Yeah, yeah. Um, so for um, interestingly, you mentioned um, the opposite of uh, delayed gratification being instant um, gratification. And we are now uh, sadly living in a time where we are all probably falling towards the more instant gratification route rather than the delayed gratification. And as Yasmin um, explained uh, for the listeners that weren't tuned in earlier on in the show, uh, delayed gratification meaning that you would rather hold yourself back from, you know, getting that reward. Um, and she used the marshmallow experiment um, where children are offered uh, two marshmallows 
I, I've probably got it wrong. Is it one marshmallow or two later? That's it. One yeah. marshmallow immediately or two later. And for those children that picked the two later were the ones that went on to be quite successful because they were they saw that there's a bigger reward in actually delaying this good feeling that we are going to have. So um, uh, that they're the more, more successful people. Now, instant gratification, uh, Farah touched upon it just before the break, being something like we are actually sadly forming into that because we all becoming digitalized and we all going on to technology and the instant gratification of click of a button and um i mean i i'm guilty of it um i i you know gone and bid for things and if i bid for it and my bid's won it's like yay you know get in there but i got that first and that's my instant gratification and and sadly i am falling into that trap of you know let's just buy this now rather than okay do we really need it do i you know am i going to use it there's things in lockdown and i'm sure i'm not the only person in the world that's done this i've bought and it's just sitting there and i have not used oh it and it's, it was just that you know impulse purchase that I needed to do at that time just to fulfill something on myself or my day and I just pressed the button and said buy it and and it's just sitting there and I think you know what do I do with it now so I'm sure I'm not guilty of that and you're both nodding so I'm, I'm reassured by that that's given me some gratification that I'm not on my own here so for you know instant gratification if you can just go into it a bit more what, what does it mean to you then so yeah as we were saying about kind of the sort of age we live in of impulse um and and fulfilling that immediately I think in terms of is it we often look at it as negatively and I think in excess it is I don't think I think we we should in my opinion have a balance um as in everything in our religion of impulse gratification um and delayed gratification I think the danger of what the current age we live in is we think everything should just be immediate like if we want something we should have it now and scarily that can translate into our spiritual journeys and our spiritual lives as well if we want something from Allah we ask and we expect it immediately Absolutely. and even things like you know like as Yasmin was saying before the break if we do a good deed we expect the reward immediately I, I fall into this trap you end up a circle of like almost placing an expectation yes um on doing something and thinking oh I've you know prayed uh five times salah for a few days in a row like you're expecting miraculous changes to happen which of course spiritually is great for you and there are great um implications of it but um i think the danger is is uh we move away from what our dean so beautifully teaches about striving and struggling and patience um and that's really where you feel you feel the reward more and I think another point is that it's not it our idea of what the reward is mm. is different like you were saying about the uh, marshmallow experiment actually the just in addition to the results of that experiment they didn't find that the children it was easier for the children to think oh if I wait for two marshmallows my wait for it will be easier that actually made it more frustrating thinking of the reward mm. and, and, and subhanAllah even my uh, our Islamic teachers like Yasmin and I go to the classes they they always say it's not about the reward it's about the process mm. it's not about necessarily of course will it inshallah attain inshallah attain jannah or will attain good deeds and good reward and brownie points or whatever but again it's not about that really mm. it's about the process that's happening within you yeah. um so yeah you, you really have to um I, yeah, I, you, I have more points, but you go on because I don't. Well, I, I was just going to say that I think uh, what's happening is, um, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I think a lot of people confuse um, satisfaction and gratification. So you, when you are, and, and I totally agree with you. There are so many people that fall into that trap from a spiritual connection of where they feel that I've done my deeds of the day. Uh, where's my reward? And sometimes, I mean, I've been guilty of not falling into it in that way but if I've done something good 
I try to not just let it stay in my head thinking, okay, you've done something good now in your life, somewhere along the line, something good's going to come from it. I kind of anticipate. So I wait. And then when something does happen, I think that's probably because I did that good deed 10 years ago or whatever. And I did fall into that trap of associating my good work to uh, something that I did. That's why this has come my way. But actually, as I've got older and I'm, you know, not connecting my, you know, good deeds and what's happened and what's come easy my way. It's all a journey. And it's, you know, whatever comes my way is because at that time it was meant to come at that time in that way. So it's not because five years ago I helped, you know, somebody in a certain way and I was getting rewarded for it. No, because I think we do feel that when we do this piece of work, we're going to get rewarded for it in this life. And I think it's, that's where the delayed gratification comes into it where you know you're doing this but don't expect it in this life it might happen in this life but we can't pinpoint exactly where those good points are coming from so I think um it's moving away because that's where I find it's very hard to balance gratification and satisfaction because I now when I pray or when I connect on a spiritual level I look more for satisfaction rather than gratification because I think I want to feel good at that moment I've done I've prayed and I'm not expecting because I think when I when you say gratification I expect something from it because that's how I've associated my feelings towards gratification that it's going to give you a, a a feeling whereas satisfied and satisfaction is something that is just ended there you have you've got it there and you're not looking for something afterwards so I think I don't know correct me if I'm wrong there ladies have I got my wrong thinking or wrong there or you know do you think people are not finding a balance between satisfaction and gratification yeah I, I think I think Matt Farrow was saying um we've we've lost so that the point of this this concept of gratification and mm. delayed gratification is the gratification and again with, with the marshmallow experiment the point that our religion persistently teaches us is that there will be a bigger reward later if you're patient with it so mm. you absolutely get small rewards in this life and you can that the beauty of our religion is that you feel so much satisfaction in everything that you do mm. even when you're praying, no matter how the satisfaction comes, whether it's a bit of peace, a bit of succorn from when you're praying, a bit of like quietness from, from the hectic life that you're living, or, or when you're sitting reading Quran, you're just zoning out a little bit of just focusing on the Quran. There's lots of different ways we can get satisfaction from practicing our deen. But it's, it's remembering that the reward will be bigger in the afterlife for everything that we do. And I think that's what we lose sight of. Um, we're expecting, we're forgetting that there'll be a bigger reward later and expecting a reward in this life or expecting something good, to, like as you're saying, something good to happen because we've done a good deed. We're expecting something good to happen in this life, which absolutely it can be, but we've got to, we've got to remember, like I said, that there's, there'll be a big reward later. And there's a really, there's a reason that the religion pushes this in all aspects. Mm. It doesn't say that if you establish your prayer, you'll get a reward at the end of the day. Yes. All the reward is promised later. Yeah. It doesn't, it, it doesn't say like, again, as I mentioned before, the break of fasting, mm. the reason is it, it teaches that it mm. teaches delayed gratification. It's because the way our world works, the way the last one subhanahu wa ta'ala created the earth is that we fare better if we can program ourselves to wait for the better reward later. And it, like I said, this, this the Quran came down how like over a thousand years ago. Uh, it's been teaching that to society since then. And there must be a reason, there must be a reason we're taught to appreciate delayed gratification rather than the instant one. Mm, absolutely. And, and I think um, you hit the nail on the head there, Yasmin, um, because yes, Ramadan is teaching us uh, uh, the delayed gratification because, uh, you know, when you are fasting and there's about 10 minutes left to the fast, it's almost like your whole body is drained and, you know, you are feeling, I can't wait for this moment where I can break my fast and indulge in this food. And Alhamdulillah, we're lucky we are in a position that we can pick and choose what we eat and what we want to make and everything. But the amazing thing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made as humans like, especially in the month of Ramadan, that the minute you open your fast and you've put that kajur or that date in your mouth and had a glass of water, that's enough. 
the the pakoras the samosas it was just a that was that was just <laughs> mental moments and I, I i'm guilty of it but all of that was just mental greed you just thought you wanted it but actually as soon as you break your fast and you've just had that sip of water and that date i'm happy to go and pray my maghrib and wait even longer to eat my meal because I'm satisfied with what I've had there. So, it, it, and we are subconsciously training ourselves to accept, you know, things will come eventually. And when they do come, sometimes we're overwhelmed with it so much that the small, the smallest of things will satisfy us. We don't need such a big thing. Yeah, and, and on that point, Neelam, actually, I remembered something, um, I think it was Imam Al-Ghazali, Rahimahullah, who said, um, even, of course, we're fasting now, but even you do you don't even need to fast when outside of Ramadan you don't need to necessarily do the uh sunnah or nafal fast to have that same effect of delayed gratification even feeling hungry at least a few times in the day when do we actually feel hungry like outside yeah. of Ramadan if we have a little twinge of hunger in our stomach we immediately like oh it's lunchtime I need to eat immediately whereas he's saying just waiting on that hunger a little bit longer has the same effect and it all comes down I guess to the effect on your nuts because that's what you're essentially controlling a little bit and I think that's also subhanallah his advice even to this day is so practical because even in this day when we're talking about the impulse gratification or the instant gratification even just waiting a little bit, making small changes. Mm. Uh, for example, with five days, uh, six days of the week, you've had some sort of food that you, uh, every meal you've had, which is your choice or something that you feel yeah. like. One day, just have something really bland or one day just hold off dessert and wait yeah. for the next day. And it, it's these small changes, but it has a massive effect on our nafs because yeah. our nafs doesn't like waiting. <laughs> it wants something immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it comes sorry Yasmin to cut you off it, it also comes down to ego a little bit as well so you've got yeah. to sort of buffer your ego a little bit that um especially when um you've explained something and someone says yes absolutely that's I agree with you and you, you sort of want to try and keep your head small and not let it deflate because we do pamper our ego quite a bit and I think it comes down to ego of you know um that there is a very famous Turkish drama um uh, that's uh, that's on at the moment and it's not Ertrigal no it's, <laughs> it's Eunice Emre I don't know if anyone's heard of that yeah yeah the poet he, in yeah. that he's on a spiritual path and his teacher has told him that just if any Anyone ask you because he's he's a bit similar to all humans when somebody reaches out and asks for help we will always try and do whatever we can to help them and answer that question and it might not necessarily be the right answer right way of answering the question or helping them so his teacher just says to him you have to stop your ego and the only way to stop your ego is if anyone comes to you and asks for help you have to say I don't know anything they ask you you just have to keep saying to yourself I don't know and I think it is that's a way of sort of and just that line in itself that stuck with me because I just thought how amazing is that because it sounds so easy but putting yourself in that position when you really want to it's at the tip of your lips where you just want to shout it out I know I know what this is you have to fight it and say I don't know and just that beating down the ego you know small changes like that had such huge impact on his journey so sorry Yasmin I interrupted you well um I'll, I'll no. I'm talking about Turkish drama, so I'll stop now. <laughs> <laughs> so just just bringing this back to daily life, like again, if we if we reflect why why spirituality, so or especially our deen, is so much like this, why is it so important to lay to to learn mm. the concept of delayed gratification? Why does it push it so much? Um, and again, if you if you reflect on on the way Allah Subhanahu wa Taala created us and everything, so the way life works, mm -hmm. you work. For example, generally most people get paid every month, right? Um, that's just the way society works. If you if you weren't used to this concept of delayed gratification, you would do your shift at work and be like, "Where's my money?" At the end of the day, um, that's just one concept in society. Illness, you don't get better immediately. Our immune system is not created that as soon as you get a bug, it's 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 squashed within within a, a few minutes, a few hours. You have to wait to get better. Yeah. Um, and again, this concept of, of uh, uh, like I know I was talking about the immune system right at the beginning, we as a society nowadays have forgotten that we have an immune system. Yes. It's perfectly capable of fighting bugs and infection. 
There's nothing wrong with our immune systems, well, generally, but we don't have the patience to let it work. It doesn't work in a few hours. It doesn't work in two days. It takes a week sometimes for your body to fight a cold, but we can't wait for that. We have to go and get antibiotics, even though they don't work. We have to go and get it treated because I can't be sick for longer than a day. Yeah. But the reason, again, I'll ask someone on is teaching us this concept of delayed gratification is because he made us in such a way that nothing is immediate. Yeah. The night doesn't come immediately after the day. The seasons, the sun doesn't come up straight away you have to wait you have to wait so if you're not if you're not comfortable with this concept of, of delayed gratification you won't cope in the world and I think that's what's happening to lots of people and why it affects their mental well-being that's so nicely there Yasmin I have to say that was that was a really nice analogy there and you know for those that are listening in that's really explained it quite well as to how we can incorporate um the concept um because as you say we are as humans going through delayed gratification and we're not even aware of it and so that's um a really nice reminder there so ladies is there ways of um expressing gratification and i know from an islamic and spiritual connection there's lots of ways that people can sit down and express gratification but you know are there are there simple things that people can do to sort of um, make this part of especially in this beautiful month of Ramadan you know how they can express um, gratification things that people can do especially when it comes to mental well-being is there is there ways of um, forms that we can use uh, of, of gratification you know um, things that we can do so again it's, it's I, th I think there's ways to express gratitude which makes us feel better but remember you can't really express gratification because it's more an emotion that you feel mm. um but so there's lots of very kind of small things that can really help your mental well-being in terms of gratitude mm. and providing yourself with that sense of gratification so i'm a big fan of gratitude exercises no matter what stage in life or what state you're in mm. um, be it one thing be it 10 things every single day just writing down uh, something that you're grateful for and lots of people will be like well that doesn't help me or I don't need to do that or I'm grateful generally but actually the effect that it has is profound if you stick to it every day so that's mm -hmm. number one number two the other thing that I love is lists so tasks lists okay. so whether you're a list person or whether you're not a list person um there's lots there's lots of things in psychology today about how this is beneficial you write a task list for the day and then at the end of the day you tick off what you've achieved and that gives you that sense of gratification mm. and like i said the dopaminergic release that happens when you're ticking that things off boosts your happy hormones and makes you feel better and it's so small like today i'm going to clean uh today i'm going to clean the bathroom today mm. i'm going to you know give so much to this other girl you write it down and then at the end of the day you tick it off and you, you give yourself yeah. that sense of gratification and it can really help you no matter again what state you're in yeah yeah and making and real real um gratifications it's not like you know today i'm going to go and uh, you know clean the whole house from top to bottom especially when you've got kids like mine that things like that is not going to be achieved so being real with yourself about what what it. but it's bizarre you say that because i mean subconsciously as as humans we are i i'm i'm a list person i write lists for everything i jot things down and even ticking off things off a shopping list when you've gone shopping and you've found it and you picked it off the shelf and you've ticked it off your list that's an instant gratification especially for me I get so happy when I find things in the supermarkets and I can put it in my trolley because it just saves me that extra trip of going out and going back for that item so even things like that can um, give give people instant gratification sorry Farah I'm, I'm interrupted again so um, uh, what were you about to say there in lead to what um, um I I, I was just going to say on the, this topic of um, ticking off lists and things, it, actually in the psychology of uh, procrastination, this mm. is huge because people feel like they, the reason why we procrastinate so much is because we're not getting instant satisfaction from the task that we're doing. Mm. The idea of writing like a long essay or the idea of, you know, whatever it is that you need to get done, that it, it takes a certain amount of time you put it off because you know you're not getting that instant gratification mm -hmm. so um a lot of what a lot of the advice people give is switch it up do something that gives you instant gratification and then do something that's slightly you know delayed gratification task yeah. um and alternate it so that you are 
receiving something because as much as we try and completely cut off instant gratification we we, we just can't uh, deny that this is a society we've been born and raised in and it's very difficult to do that so to alternate and balance between it is um <laughs> yeah. it, i think is important yeah, um, i don't i don't think yeah Sorry, no, no 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 i'd like you, i'd like you to speak yeah um, I don't think it's because I, I, don't, I don't think it's right to say to, to put off instant gratification. I think, again, for our mental well-being, especially, we need it. It's a balance between the two. Mm. It's not about having just just relying on delayed gratification at all. And like I said, just the simple thing of um, the list and taking on yeah. the list. It's really important to have some instant gratification yeah. in your life yes. because otherwise, we're not supposed to be miserable. There's nothing wrong with being happy. There's nothing wrong with getting reward on this earth. And there's nothing wrong with rewarding yourself for tasks that you do well, because that's how we function. It's just remembering that there is a high reward later. Yeah. Um, and a, another tip I, tip I was gonna suggest is, as well as making lists, is that if you set yourself a target, right underneath your target, what your reward is going to be for yourself. So if you're gonna buy something for yourself because you've achieved something. So for example, I've got a weight loss goal. When I hit such and such weight, this is I'm going to have a spa day, for example. Yeah. And that's that's another way of, of motivating yourself and then feeling good when you have achieved something and rewarding stuff. There's nothing wrong with that. And I think it's very important that we acknowledge it and do it for ourselves. Yes, absolutely. I was just going to ask that question. So you've answered it there. I was just going to say that, is it unhealthy to um, have um, instant gratification or look for instant gratification? But actually, um, as the whole basis of Islam is, we, we do everything in balance. So, you know, if you're going to do have delayed gratification, there's always going to be instant gratification. And as um, Yasmin just rightly so said, that to have a, a target set for yourself and give yourself that instant gratification because you deserve it and it's it's a balance so as Farah was saying earlier you know switch between the two don't just focus on the one and I think it's just finding that balance and knowing what your instant gratification and what your delayed gratification is and remembering I think you know the key thing is and, and I say this because um, in the last 10 days of Ramadan it gets quite emotional really when we hit the last 10 days we're in the middle right now but as the last 10 days approach it's quite an emotional journey because everyone starts thinking have we done enough have, you know and it's not have we done enough for today it's have we done enough for our life after so you know that's where the delayed gratification is coming in so ladies I've got about a minute left of the show it's been lovely having you on and talking about this topic um I've really enjoyed uh, this topic and I, I have no doubt that the listeners have um, made some mental notes on uh, how great uh, they can imply or um, include gratification in their life and juggling between the um, instant and delayed gratification. Um, I do appreciate your time this morning. I know that it's been really um, busy with Ramadan and everything. So I do appreciate that. And, and I have no doubt that listeners have taken something very valuable from uh, today's show. Um, so yes, um, any final last words? I'll give you about 10 seconds each just so I can say my quote. Um, just again, just reflect on the, the immense reward that we are going to get in the afterlife inshallah if we if we just remember remember our lord Amen. Um, and i would say also uh think about our perspective of what gratification and satisfaction is um and that if you change your perspective a little bit if you know that putting off or holding off on something will have a positive effect on your on your soul yeah. that's huge if you see things in a different light you won't always find it difficult to get instant gratification. Thank you. And my quote for today, Ramadan is a time to empty your stomach and feed your souls. Jumma Barak and Salaam to all the listeners. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at inspirefmluton.